Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome once again to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is October 20th, 2014. Welcome again to our show. It is almost Halloween. Not quite. <laughs> I'm your host, Iggy. I'm co-host Colin. <laughs> <laughs> More like Adam. Yeah, it's Adam. Yeah, I'm co-host Knox. <laughs> Colin is not feeling well tonight. Colin. Maybe he's got the plague or something. Yeah, kind of... I should have just let me play the role <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> He's going to turn it to a walker for the next episode, maybe? Ah. Something yeah. like that. No one will tell the difference. He's, uh, <laughs> he's going to come back and he's going to have all clear written on his wall everywhere. Oh, God. Or what's the thing that they had in the first episode of Walking Dead? Don't open dead inside, but it was like, don't dead open inside? Something like that, yeah. Oh, uh, I think, no, didn't it say like downhill from here? <laughs> What? Uh, no, like as a series, right? Uh, didn't didn't no, they uh, paint that on there? No. Okay. To be honest, did you see the premiere for this past uh, for this upcoming season, or no. for this current season rather? Yeah, no. it was pretty good. I can't complain. Okay. A lot There's of stuff a lot, happened. A lot of lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, unlike the previous episodes where the first say forty five minutes was nothing, and then they tried to do the cliffhangery shit at the last yeah. like ten. This time the whole episode was pretty eventful, so I can't. can't really okay, complain. wait. Is Carl still alive? Yeah. All right. Well, sure tell me sucks. when he's dead. I'll just <laughs> skip the Carl years. The rest of the Carl years. He's a little less annoying now. He's going well, through the same weird growth spurt that uh, that kid from Once Upon a Time is going through, where <laughs> you're actually seeing on TV their voice change the, from the a John Connor sp- effect. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's very awkward. Although the Once Upon a Time kid is getting it worse than Carl. Carl! You know. <laughs> I, I should state, though, that Colin is more of a 28 days later guy. So. Oh, well. So, so instead of, uh, instead of all Wait, clear the and Sandra baby, Bullock. Uh, oh, no. Yes, the, the Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock film. The classic the Sandra Bullock classic film. Yeah, 28, 28 days. days. Yeah. I totally forgot that that was a movie. Like, I do remember Colin at the time. Colin is actually just watching. That on a loop right now. That's why he's not. He's not sick. He just wanted to watch Sandra Bullock movies and cry all. Oh my god. He's sick. He's he's mentally sick. That is that is a sickness. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, um, so we got some fun stuff to talk about. We haven't had a chance to talk about, and uh, for our second half of our podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some fun Halloween game related moments. Um, We kind of did this. Last Halloween, but we're going to spice it up a little bit this time around. So hey, it's but, fun. Go back, listen to that episode in the name and of compare. Game.com. Compare where have we changed? Have we grown? Are we still the same people? We're still fun. the same. I can <laughs> if you don't want to listen to the whole podcast. I have cliff notes from every episode. I can email them to you. Oh my so. god! So you can keep up to date. You should have a mailing list. Yeah, that's what we need. That's too much work. <laughs> if he already has the cliff notes, I mean, boom. I guess that's true. Anyway, so there's been some um, been some goings on. Um, there actually, this is just recently, and I think it's hilarious because it's going to completely fail. There are apparently two guys from 
and you, this is why it's going to fail. They're from a marketing firm called McKee Wallwork and Co. And they are trying to do an Indiegogo uh, crowdfunding with uh, Half-Life 3. <laughs> so not that they're going to try to make Half-Life 3 or something like that. But it is a crowdfunding attempt to bug the shit out of Valve until they, <laughs> until they make Half-Life 3. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the firm name again? Huh? What was the firm name again? I'm sorry. McKee Wallwork and Co. Okay, combine that with Dewey Indiegogo. How? Indiegogo, yeah. <laughs> combine that with Indiegogo, and it just sounds like something out of the Hudsucker proxy. So I'm already, <laughs> they're already losing me on this one. It's, it, I think a lot of people aren't really buying into it either because they've put up this ridiculous goal of $150,000, um, and so far they've gotten $900, which I'm wondering maybe <laughs> is some of their own money. <laughs> I mean, there's still Mom almost... Mom and Dad have already kicked in. Yeah. There's still quite a long time. There's like 29 days left, but I don't really envision them making a ton so of money. we'll find out where they are 28 days later. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Very yeah. good. <laughs> they'll, be in, they'll be in alcohol. That's tonight. it for me, folks. You guys got the rest of this cast, right? <laughs> Tip your waitresses. We just drop one by one. We each have our big exits like that. Yeah, until there's and one Colin lone shows survivor. Up. Well, Colin will show up a half hour after dead air, and then it'll just be the Colin show for for all eternity. What's, what's going on? Can I talk about you, Yume Nikkei? Because I know gonna, I love that game. I'm going to talk about beer. <laughs> beer and, and things I hate, which is a lot of things. Colin, we miss he's you. Gonna, he's going to listen to this, and he's going to think that we just hate him so much. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I miss you. Get, get back. We get, really get do better. miss you, Colin. Um, so, yeah. So, these guys... They're, um, they need this supposed $150 uh, <laughs> investment as an incentive uh, to get Valve to finish development on Half-Life 3. So it's going to be a bunch of obnoxious stuff. Like There's something like they want to... Okay, so they're partially doing a Google AdWord campaign to target all 300 employees of Valve uh, so that it'll read, We Want Half-Life 3. They're just going to get a Google cease and desist. Or, or That's like, the problem. Uh, yeah. So uh, they're going to do some ridiculous shit, too, where they were going to get, like, some Gabe Newell doppelgangers or something to, like, bu- bug Valve as well. You know, like, like, stuff that's not, it's, like, almost, like, prank-level bullshit. Cease and desist and uh, restraining orders. It sounds a lot like, like what the time Jala Biafra ran for mayor of some city. What was it? Is that San Francisco he ran for mayor of? Wait, wait, who? Jello Biafra, the singer of the Dead oh. Kennedys. Yeah. Oh. If you don't know anything about the uh, campaign, <laughs> you should you should look at it sometime because it's some pretty classic stuff that he did. Really, <laughs> but anyways, eyes another. This is just yeah, This is going to go nowhere, and then it also if, makes fans look bad because any fans that are associated with this, it's that total. We've talked about this before that that whole game gamer entitlement kind of uh, area of of gamerdom, where you know you're like oh. Because we want this, they have to do it. And to, uh, sometimes there's good reason reasons for that, but in this particular case, it's like, you know, if if Valve wants to make Half Life Three, they'll make it. It has been a pretty damn long time since Half Life Two. I'm trying to count the number. I think what Half Life Two came out in nine years ago. I think was, was it 2008? Was it? 2008? I thought it was a five. Well, okay, yeah, actually. But if you want to count the episodes, yeah, case. I was going to say. Uh, when the episodes came out, because I'm thinking of the Orange Box. The Orange Box, I thought, came out around 2008. Because that's when they also packaged it with TF2 and all that stuff. Right. 
but anyway, it's still been a while. It's been a long time. So the fear now, of course, and I think we've mentioned this before, is that, you know, they're successful in other things, especially Steam. So there's not necessarily uh, the appeal to, to keep going with the franchise. I think they clearly understand that there's a desire for that game, but I'm not sure if they're willing to put forth the full effort to do that. Like, they're doing other, other stuff that's, that's stuff people wouldn't expect. Like, when they had that almost kind of, like, feature-length Team Fortress 2 short that they made, like, out of the blue. Like, one day they just uploaded it, and everyone was like, what? Like, they weren't even aware that the thing was being made. Although, to their credit, they're so good at hiding that kind of stuff, they could very well be hiding development of 3 yeah. And, you know, just one day might do the same sort of thing where they just happen to reveal it and everyone will be like, oh, my God, you know, head explode. Um, but, yeah, so Indiegogo, not a great way to go about that. I, I'm pretty sure by now they know people want it. They'd have a better shot at getting the subtitle quarter-life consequences than they would have to do <laughs> Half-life, full-life consequences. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that would be a much more... Much better, much more... Better chances. Yeah. Um, there's some other interesting news uh, kind of along the same lines of disappointments Uh, so I wasn't aware of this because I actually haven't played League of Legends in a while but Riot had this referral program a while back for like an I guess what they would refer to as an uber refer so if you were I guess a really popular player and you managed to get or to bring 10,000 players into League of Legends. Like, if you if you essentially referred... Easy. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, for some personalities, it's probably not that hard. Um, you know, like YouTube types. Um, but, so if you could bring in 10,000 players, Riot supposedly promised that they would let uh, that Uber refer design a champion. Uh, at some point later, they, resti- they rescinded that offer, which is really shitty if somebody went through all the effort to, you know, get... 10,000 is not a small number, you know? Um, so, okay, wow, that was five years ago. So now, League of Legends, I would almost say it's at kind of its biggest, because they just had the, I'm not sure if it's over, but they had some finals, yes, just yesterday, or was it the day before, for, um, for their championship, and it was so big that even, you know, like, sometimes on YouTube, they have that top bar that says, hey, watch whatever this is right now, like, as a special, like, a yeah, breaking kind of like, news kind of like thing. Whenever, whenever there's like a state of union address or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so instead of that, they had a, a League of Legends uh, breaking news thing at the top, like, watch the finals now, which is big. And I, I clicked on it because I was curious. And they were saying in that one amphitheater, they had 40,000 people watching uh, two teams play League of Legends, which is insane. <laughs> 40,000 people watching a bunch yeah. of people at computers playing a game. <laughs> Like when you think about it, it's nuts. Cause like, how would that be that interesting to people that they would travel to, to this point to 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 watch? You know, I, I okay, they're not unknowns because clearly they're known by all the fans. But like in the general populace, virtual unknowns play a game. Uh, but they did. So I think it's indi- indicative that you know the the game is maybe at its peak at the moment. So because of that, we should be traveling to these events. Oh hell no! Live. I don't want to. Oh see yeah, that. man. Come on. It'd we be need them live we need, we, on Twitch. We need we need a field journalist. 
Colin. Why don't you guys go? Colin. Colin. <laughs> Can you imagine that? He would just be hating everything. The, the well-traveled Colin Birch. Yeah. We're like, Colin, we're glad you have uh, a large savings account. Uh, <laughs> we're going to need you to start traveling, buddy. <laughs> so they uh, recently, I guess on one of their blog posts, uh, Riot tried to explain the reasoning for why it's not such an easy thing to just up and make a, a, a champion character. Because, you know, I kind of understand this. You, especially in a game like that where it's really all about the characters, you need to make sure any new characters you bring in are balanced. They don't uh, kind of upend the whole um, uh, hierarchy of, of players in or characters in the game. Uh, you know, it's not like the new Ryu or some kind of yeah, like something that maybe potentially has a big advantage over other types of characters. So it's a it's a lot of back and forth, making a character balanced and developing them and for whatever reason they believe that that's a more difficult thing uh, and there's too much at stake to just let somebody on the outside design a character. However, uh, I guess they're, they're trying to um, fix it. I don't know if they're really fix it by doing what they initially said they would do. So, like, they tried to make good on it in the past by, okay, so this says, they flew out the Uber refers to, home op- to, to Riot's home office for a tour, a review of the upcoming content, a session with a designer, and then a trip to a theme park. But then that, yeah. that, that's not, you know, that's not what they were promised. So all that's kind park. of like, huh? Trip to a theme park. Yeah, it's probably like Universal Studios or something shitty. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's not what they got 10,000 fucking refers to. Like, uh, So now, what they're going to try to do is be able to... Those Uber refers might have a chance of prototyping a champion with, a design, with some sort of design team from Riot. So that you get uh, a narrative writer, an artist, a, you know, a champion designer, kind of a, a couple of the basics... Uh, in your team to help you design that character. So we, I bet what it's going to sound like is maybe Riot's going to twist this in a way where maybe they already had some kind of character types that they were thinking of making, and then this person is going to come in with their idea, and I bet the Riot team is going to try to conform that that uh, surface character type into maybe one of the archetypes that they're already developing. Because it's been a while, right? So if it's been like yeah. five years since that original offer, they're clearly, I guess, trying to find some alternate way of making it look like they're, you know, making good on the deal. But they're still not completely doing what they said that they would initially do. Maybe they figured it would be impossible for somebody to actually bring in 10,000 other people. So that's, yeah, that's that, probably that, their own fault. Let's raise some money on Indiegogo. <laughs> right. we're gonna go after them on this hard yeah well here's the other thing too so there's there's a second part to this so the half the design team that'll help them make a, a champion then all those uber refers which it sounds like there's more than just a couple uh designs will be tossed into riot's thunderdome what which is nerdy of course, <laughs> of course they're gonna call it thunder thunderdome so oh my god um it is going to be uh I keep wanting to just call it a Thunderdome. So it's basically going to be a way for those characters to kind of have like a test run against other characters and see like, is this actually going to work? Is this going to be a realized champion? Or is this going to... Or is it going to be a champion that you blow a whistle at a really high pitch Mm -hmm. and it just screws him up? Thunderdome, (laughs) I'm sorry. 
Is it going to be Master Blaster? <laughs> just, just go with it, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so that's still not a guarantee that the champion will actually be finally introduced into the game, but apparently it's a better shot than what they were given before. Um... So, in addition to working with the design team, the refers will get Riot gear, a meal with a staff, big whoop, game time with Riot staff, and a visit to the North American League Championship Series. Now, that still sounds along the same lines of the previous flight in that, that they offered people. So, it's that's that half, I'm sure whoever's involved will still be like, big whoop, like, I don't give a shit, like, let me just design the character. <laughs> So hopefully they're not going to try to build that part up as like a big deal because it's really not like wow you get to eat lunch with a bunch of nerds, great. <laughs> That's that totally worth my time. My life. <laughs> I podcast with nerds every month, which is Yay. you know not to say like okay I'm not saying as a negative thing like oh nerds but like they're building it up as <laughs> if you're eating lunch with like fucking movie stars or something yeah. like that and it's no it's people that work on a game. And it's probably going to be during their actual lunch break, so you're probably not going to get like. I don't. I don't imagine you getting some weird royal treatment at an expensive half, place or half something. Half the conversation like is, do you go to In and Out Burger or do you go to? <laughs> or like, if it's anything like where I work, it's like a local place. Like, hey, have you tried the sandwich shop over here? Oh, no, let's go over there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, some people's response to this sounds like more of a too little, too late, uh, or that they've kind of tossed in every sort of maybe scenario so that, like, that you're probably not going to create a champion, but they're like, well, maybe we will, <laughs> but maybe not. So that's kind of stupid. Um, but, yeah, there's that. Um, in other news, I don't know why this is actually news, because I totally assumed this from the start, but apparently other people assumed otherwise. They confirmed that Master Chief is going to be the star of Halo 5. I kind of always assumed it because I thought, like, why why would they all of a sudden switch gears? I don't really know why. There was some, um, I guess there was some speculation that if you've seen, uh, that, that it's called Halo Nightfall. Oh, it's a big motorcycle. Who's in um, a bus station? <laughs> <laughs> it's a motorcycle. Uh, Halo Nightfall, there's a, a, a character called Agent Jameson Locke. So... There was something that stated that uh, he is going to be a primary character for Halo 5, but maybe that the, the, the hierarchy of who is actually a protagonist might be shifted. Like, maybe he's just an important person that's with you, like, a, a lot, but you don't actually play as Locke. I don't know. I haven't actually kept up with these, um, the live-action shows. I watched the, uh, shit. Was it Nightfall? What was the one that came out around Halo Four? Or do you do you guys remember? I did not. I do not follow the series. I, whatsoever. I didn't even know there was a live action series. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. It it was short. It was short clips. Oh, Forward Onto Dawn. That was what it was. So oh, the right. reason why I remember it is because the the lead girl character, female character, was uh, that older sister in the Chronicles of Narnia. Because I've never seen her in anything else. But I was like, oh, that's the that's the this kid from Narnia, but she's. I'm older. looking this up right now. It was pretty good, and I mean, it probably didn't have the craziest budget, but they actually managed to pull off a, a lot of convincing effects. So I didn't realize they already came out with Halo Nightfall. Maybe it's one of those things that's exclusive on you know Xbox Live. Ten million dollar budget for for Forward Onto Dawn. 
Yep. That's pretty that's pretty generous for <laughs> for a short series. Um yeah. it did connect with Halo 4 though, from what I understand. So I think like the main character from Forward onto Dawn was one of the important like primary characters that you interacted with in four, like grown up version, I believe. It's been a while since I played it, so I can't really remember that much. But yeah. So that that's some fun news tidbits. Um now <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, there's there's been a lot of small news that's been popping up, but there's kind of one big <laughs> ugly blot that's sort of been in the forefront of gaming news for a period of time now. And I'm not gonna get into details with it because everybody has their own opinions. Um, but it, it would be Gamergate because people love tossing Gamergate into everything. <laughs> and That's right. That is true. And I know, like, if Colin were here, he wouldn't want to talk about it well, at Co- all. Well, Colin's a social justice warrior. Of course he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, I, I think the problem I have, because I've also talked with David about this as well, is that um, I think at one point Gamergate, very early on, might have had some sort of traction like in terms of you know because initially my understanding is it started out as you know uh game journalist ethics uh integrity and writing blah 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 not having weird biases from weird personal connections to developers that sort of thing which you know on the surface makes sense and we've clearly talked about that particular topic in the past like how a lot of us you know not so solid on the idea of game journalism as a, you know compared to other forms of journalism. Um, also because it's relatively new compared to other forms of journal- journalism. Uh, and, and because so much game journalism is all kinds of the spectrum. You get stuff that is extremely well w- written and researched to stuff that is like pretty much a, a blog post that anybody could have written, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty fucking wide spectrum. So it's gotten dinged a lot because it still has a long way to grow, honestly. That's what I think. But um, the problem is some idiot figured, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to put a hashtag or, like, a name to it, and it's going to be a fucking event you know, of course, Gamergate, what, like, Watergate? Like, what? Like they thought it was it would be, like, this huge sensation. And I guess <laughs> yeah. they kind of ended up being that, but not necessarily for the reasons that they were hoping, I would think. I hope whoever it is is out there somewhere crying. Uh, yeah, well, I, what's, what's crazy to me is it started... So, okay, so it started out as that. And it started out involving Zoe Quinn, who, if you don't know who she is, I'm not going to go into details. Go ahead and look her up. She's got a very colorful past. Um, and somehow always drags in Anita Sarkeesian at some point, even though she wasn't initially tied to any of this shit. Uh, that's because the fucking original YouTube video implied Anna Sarkeesian was involved somehow, even though there's no, even though there's no evidence. Absolutely zero evidence supporting yeah. that whatsoever. And I mean, I'll make it clear, like, I've already talked about her in the past, and I'm not a, f- a big fan of what she does, but um, I thought it was kind of annoying that all of a sudden they lump her in, because you know that instantly heightens uh, or, or escalates this to a whole nother level <laughs> when you start yeah. bringing in stuff that already was pretty prickly for people, 
and then say, hey, we're, we're going to make this one big, big thing now. It, it was a fucking tactic to get people to follow it. And it worked. It really did. Good on them for well, that. Well, the problem with that is the more you add these these elements that will get people's heckles up, uh, <laughs> the more you're going to fracture a lot of the initial group that would consider themselves quote-unquote Gamergate. So what I've noticed now is it has turned to this toxic, hideous beast where a lot of anonymous, and this is not a surprise because this happens all the time with the internet, a lot of anonymous, hateful douches are popping in and now the the, the word of the day is death threat <laughs> because a lot of um, developers particularly females, are getting um, targeted for weirdo, like, anonymous death threats, usually with that stupid Gamergate hashtag. So now what's happening for anybody that was potentially a proponent of of Gamergate is that they, they have to defend themselves now, saying, like, well, I don't go for this fucking misogyny, and I'm not down with, you know, all this shit that's, you know, all these threats, like that whoever sent that death threat recently for Anita, I keep wanting to say Arnita, Anita Sarkeesian attending some um, panel, I can't remember, it's USU or whatever the, the uh, campus. Um, <clears throat> so they, they canceled that because, you know, death threat. Um, and the worst part, too, is that there's so much confusion and toxicity in this whole situation that you're getting people that, are even suggesting that what if that death threat is is uh, handcrafted? You know, it's it's not something that anonymous actually tossed out, but something that was deliberately put out to increase notice to a cause. Like there are conspiracy theorists that say, like, what if Sarkeesian herself uh, tossed that out there? Because of course, what? Oh, I it, mean, you know, yeah, with this with this theory. Right, like the the theories that if it, if it was her or somebody that she knows that was involved in it, then of course, just like with her tropes versus women thing, having a negative response will spur more people to her side of the cause. Now, I don't think I think that's a very dangerous thing to suggest because the problem is once you start suggesting that, where does it end? You could have people that have very legitimate death threats that are put against them by completely unknown people. That will get uh, downplayed because somebody instantly thinks, oh, maybe they just did that to themselves. So I really don't like that. They kidnap themselves? Not kidnap. <laughs> it's a death threat. It's an email. Anybody can send an email. So that will always inherently have a problem of where did that come from? Because if they cover hey, their what's, tracks. What's you know, our email address, by the way? Send us your <laughs> mail. God, send dude. us your death send threats, us, too. Great, because I have to sift through that shit, so that's awesome. We also I'll give have it, our Steam names available if you want to post on our walls. We give can. it to the end of the... I'll, I'll give all the information if people want it at the end of the <laughs> podcast, because I'm a... Stay tuned. Glutton for punishment. Um, no, but I just... I love feminism, personally, so come <laughs> at me, bro. <laughs> no, but that's... But you see what I'm saying. Like, that's the weird, twisted point to which Gamergate has gotten to, where it's not even about... I mean, people will insist that it's still about game journalism ethics and all this shit but all the stuff i've seen lately has always devolved into weird misogynistic or anti-feminist or anti-female like stuff that doesn't seem to have anything to do with what the supposed initial claim of gamergate was to which i would say if anyone listening is you know pro gamergate or whatever really really examine why you're supposedly 
uh, a member of that that cause because I think frankly it's one thing it's one thing to you know if you if you believe that game journalism isn't necessarily ethical or it has a lot of problems that's fine if you do not agree with um, the way that Anita Sarkeesian goes about things or you think for example in my case how I always thought someone else that was actually experienced with what they were talking about should do the kind of stuff that Anita Anita Sarkeesian is doing, fine. You know, like, if you have legitimate reasons for disagreeing with these sort of things, I don't think there's a problem. But I do not think it benefits anyone in any way to be putting all those beliefs or or citing themselves uh, within the Gamergate hashtag. I think that thing is toxic. I think if you align yourself with Gamergate in any fashion, you are essentially saying like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with these guys. Because <laughs> you don't get to choose. You don't get to say, oh, well, it's just a weird little faction of, of Gamergate people that are like fucking psycho and sending death threats. No. Once you're in a group, you need the, you, you have to own up to the fact that you're part of that full group. <laughs> you know? So I think it's totally reasonable to you know, fight for the, the the beliefs that you have, but do it in a, a sensible way that isn't uh, tied to a bunch of crazy. I don't know. I mean, at the very least, they seem very misanthropic. But I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. You know, like, would you really want to be part of a group that has been accused of of harassing and sending death threats to various people? Yes. Like. Oh wait, wait. What? Sorry. <laughs> You might. I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> I just think it's it, it's it's it goes against any kind of pr- productive discourse on those topics. Like, just it, it's a lost. I honestly think if at any point Gamergate could have been useful, I think at this point it is a lost cause because now you know it's okay. You know you've gone too far when um, weirdo Republican like conservatives are now on your side. And then also the general public, like there's an article about now parents talking to like having the big talk with their kids about Gamergate. Like when it's reached that level, I think it's safe to say <laughs> we need to stop because the other problem is as, as fervent and as, as passionate as these people that keep defending it are, they are damaging their own arguments because it's almost become this weird caricature of what it maybe originally was trying to be. Nobody's going to take anybody that says anything about Gamergate seriously. So if you want to be, you know, productive member of this debate, you have to uh, distance yourself from that. And you need to find a different approach. If you still want to, you know, have journalists be accountable for what they say, or if you want to make sure that they're giving as unbiased a review as possible, which, you know, keep in mind, reviews are always going to be subjective. (laughs) So you're not always going to agree with people's reviews. Um, Then you're going to need to find a different way to go about it. I mean, I don't know how you two feel about, like, if you've read up on the the Gamergate stuff so far. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like, Adam, do you have any particular... Opinions. No, I I really have been so out of the loop on it, and that's why it's probably for the best. <laughs> I, I I take a very Colin stance on that one. Huh? Then I get oh, like, very pissed off the second it's mentioned to me. Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing. So even people that aren't really involved with it, it's not helping you because it's like whenever somebody mentions Gamergate to somebody that's not really involved with it, they instantly don't want to deal with it. 
So I don't know why people insist on, on hanging on to it because it's not helping you. <laughs> just, oh. just say, hey, no, this, if, this is if, a wash. We need to if, stop. If they go long enough and loud enough, we'll have to pay attention. Well, that's the problem. That's, I think the people that are still like stragglers that are hanging on to this hashtag – uh, have that mistaken and, and and that's the sad thing it started as a fucking, hashtag. fucking hashtag yeah that's when you know it's it's the wrong thing um yeah, well done yeah exactly um people that hang on to it still have some weird mistaken thought like no we're winning we're no you're not <laughs> you're actually probably doing some fundamental damage to how other people view gamers cuz the other half of this was they were incensed that um, I think Lay Alexander or somebody had posted an article saying like the culture of gamers is kind of done now because you know we're at a, we're in a generation now where kind of everybody would be considered a gamer. It's not like the old days where you know typical what's the stereotype like geeky be. white young kid boy that's a gamer and like that's the gamer. And that's not that that image anymore. So a lot of these people are saying like, "Oh, there's there's no gamer anymore. It's just everybody's a gamer." And w- of course, what do you expect will happen with that? It's going to make all the people that maybe considered them in that group feel really like defensive and scared. Like, "Hey, you're trying to eliminate us. Like, this is a thing we owned." You know, like, granted, they need to get over that because that's that's not the. But it, it's sacred. Yeah, but. But everybody's kind of pulling a foul in this particular case because everyone's kind of purposely pissing off everyone else, almost to see where their boundaries are. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's not it's not productive. It's not helpful. It makes anybody involved in it look kind of puerile and like childlike, <laughs> kind of it, like they don't like understand the person. Just, well, people just, are, let's just go straight to that. Yeah, because because. They're they're trying to make it seem like Gamergate is like a huge deal. It's like no, we actually have other things going on in the world that are much bigger deals. Like you're trying to escalate. Ebola. Yeah, yeah, like ISIS. Or yeah, exactly. Ebola. There's other things that are 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 growing and and becoming. Lena Dunham. What 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 was Lena Lena Dunham? Lena Dunham. What uh, happened? I don't know. <laughs> are you growing threats? We're talking about growing oh, threats. Man, right? oh, Jesus. Um, that was awesome. Man. But yeah, anyway, so I, I just feel like. You can have legitimate complaints with any of those initial topics, but I don't think you should do it under Gamergate. I think any intelligent person, whether you're on either side of that argument, should just distance yourself from it and say, like, okay, <laughs> this is this is a fucking bees hive right here. Just stay <laughs> stay as far away from it as possible. You know, try to try to regroup and be mature, responsible individuals and, you know... But that's hard. Well, well I mean, here's the thing, you know, <laughs> but you got it. Now we're having the talk. Yeah. We're just talking about that. You see? How we weren't going to do that. We're <laughs> <laughs> just now with the kids having the talk. We're sitting now with our listeners having the talk. Yeah. Know? Well, you know, that's the thing. Like, just <laughs> just be logical. Look at things from all sides. I think, not even Gamergate, but I'm, I'm saying in general, I've noticed this with with uh, our current generation, you know, last maybe two, three generations, where, um, you know, in the past, you have to acknowledge there's kind of usually two sides to an argument. Everyone has their own opinions, that sort of thing. Mm. And now we're getting to this weird kind of internet culture where 
you put down an opinion and instantly someone's like, no, it's wrong because my opinion is the right opinion. You are not, objectively wrong. Yeah, it's not like really <laughs> considering the fact that, hey, no, no, everybody does have a different opinion. Like, for example, your opinion is different. That doesn't mean that the other person's <laughs> is invalid instantaneously. Like, discuss it. Like, Where's Colin when you need him? How dare you bring up biased <laughs> facts to me? Oh, God, yeah. I'm sure Colin would have a lot to say about that. Uh, oh, boy. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. I um, it's a really good episode for him to be around. It's a big mess. Yeah, I, really. I, I I do personally get irritated that um, some, whether they mean to or not, certain people's potential agendas do kind of get fueled by this kind of nonsense. Colin. Like, what? <laughs> what, did, what agenda? Did this <laughs> I don't know. It's just like we were talking about Colin, and he just got into this whole agenda thing. I was like, oh. random <laughs> Random, yeah. So I, I I think some people are trying to twist the mob kind of to suit their own ends potentially, but it's a really dirty tactic and I don't like it. Um, and then you get the other people that are totally the the anons that are like, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna watch everything burn because that's what I enjoy. That's like like <laughs> the fucking real jokers, <laughs> exactly internet jokers. Yeah. <laughs> that will toss out death threats and comments that are incendiary because they know, guaranteed, you have like 20 follow-up comments supporting that because they're nuts. Or instantly decrying it and being like, no, you're the nuts. You know, like, <laughs> just, it's kind of... You're the nuts. <laughs> exactly. No, I was trying to do a Doom what? reference, but it didn't really work. Um, <laughs> what? Have you, haven't you ever... There's oh, that long-running gag about the, the Doom fan fiction, where it's like, oh, no, well, yeah. no, John, now you are the demons, or whatever. And John was a zombie. And then, yeah. And then he was a demon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of all I have to say about that. Just, just don't don't even get near it with a 10-foot pole. Stay away. Yeah, For your own safety, stay, stay far <laughs> away. Um, yeah, but in, in uh, other news... We actually want to do a little bit of uh, Halloween game. Well, not Halloween game, but scary game discussion. And I think what better way to start that than to talk a little bit about uh, the recent scary game that is on most people's minds, I think. Well, maybe not. It's been it's been out for a little while. But uh, Alien Isolation is... Uh, I think it's still pretty popular, right? I've seen a lot of people kind of talking about it and posting it's, videos about it. It's still going, yeah. Yeah, People and are making their way through it. Now, did you, Adam? Did you say you didn't get a chance to play it yet? Right? No, I have not. I've been looking at a lot of reviews of it, um, just because because I honestly didn't want to plunk down the money for it. Because initially, I did. I was like, "Oh shit, this seems really different." Because we all remember the disaster that was uh, Aliens uh, Colonial Marines. That was a piece yep. of shit. <laughs> um, a classic and, of the Daikatana variety. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so Isolation was presented as some a totally different animal because it was almost kind of more the, the, the amnesia school of scariness where, you know, you're, you're powerless, you got a really scary thing around you constantly, and it sounds like I kind of wish maybe they had borrowed a bit more from, from amnesia, maybe, or maybe they tried to and it just did not work because um, from what I've seen, they sort of... Their heart was in the right place, but it, it's like they they took the idea of the original Alien movie and yeah. tried to stretch it out for like about twenty hours, <laughs> which 
does not work quite so well. Like, for example, you're... Well, you're on... every time I watch the original movie Alien, I <laughs> play it ten times in a row. <laughs> so it's about the same. It so does. I think I'm going to love this game. <laughs> well, because the biggest argument I see, uh, complaint I see, is that... Um, so the, the mood and the creepiness and the, the solitude of the game is a pretty good uh, homage to the, um, to the first movie. But the problem is that gets old kind of quick. So you'll do that thing where you, know, you can't really go one-on-one with the alien because you're going to get destroyed. Um, so you're doing kind of the amnesia thing where if you sense it coming, you got to hide and they have an ample amount of, um, like closets with convenient little vents to like peek out of and, you know, like a lot of vents to actually go into in the, in the game, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but at a certain point it gets old really fast. And I, I think one of the big, uh, problems a, a particular reviewer was having with it was, you know, if this was as long as the movie, then that might not have been such a big issue. But if you're doing, like, just trying to unlock space doors for the first fucking four hours of the game, mm-hmm. then you know that it's not really, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of substance there. Not to mention the fact that I've seen countless videos where there's a lot of glitches in it. Like, oh, surprisingly. Yeah. Like, aliens popping, like, when the alien kind of goes to, to jump into some uh, tunnel or something, it pops really weird. And um, these death anims were like, clearly the AI humans or AI robots or whatever they are, the cyborgs, ha- or an- synthetics? What the hell are they? <laughs> the ones that have the, the white blood in the synthetics. Uh, yeah. Synthetics. In the movie, um, whenever I those mean, guys. It's Blade Runner, so, you know. Repli- replicants. But you'd think <laughs> yeah. actually replicants are more human than synthetics, really, but anyway, that's a whole other topic. Um, I was going to say, we're getting into a very deep topic. Here. <laughs> That's going to be very, very deep. Uh, but yeah, so there's a bunch of glitches I've seen where people just are like stuck in place. And then I guess that's the part where they were supposed to get killed by the alien. So you just see their face explode. But like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, so like things aren't like the, the animations maybe aren't firing off correctly. <laughs> So stuff like that could that could totally break your immersion, understandably. And um, an issue with the stealth system that... I was thinking about this, and if you guys have played the old Thief games, not the new one, but the older ones, where you would have a, a clear indicator of knowing when you were stealthed and when you weren't, um, this game is really, yeah. lack, it's really lacking that. So there's no, there's no clear system of telling when you're really behind cover or not so this one guy had this montage of scenes where he's it looks like he's peeking out above a table and yet nobody can see him so it's very distorted it's like that's you're in cover there so that would be really (laughs) confusing to me because it's like how can i really tell if i'm invisible to these synthetics and these and an alien but um yeah so there's a lot of issues there's some cool things and there's some things that really beat you over the head to say like, hey, this is connected to Alien. Like the fact that um, I think right near the beginning, uh, they indicate that the ship that you're in is, oh, it's really similar to the Nostromo. It's like, okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> it's, we're trying to say you really wanted this ship They're to drinking be- from Nostromo yeah, mugs and mugs. stuff. Like, like we, we salvaged this from the Nostromo. Yeah. You're like, okay. Um, so there's a lot of things that like, they clearly wished that they could have just done this on the other ship, I guess, but you obviously can't because it got exploded. 
Um, and there's a DLC that I don't know if it's out yet, but I remember seeing the trailer for where you could actually... I don't know if you're essentially replaying the events of the movie, because it had CG, like, it was 3D models of all the the characters from the movie, including Ripley. So, I don't know if that's out yet, because for some reason I actually haven't seen videos of that, so maybe I just haven't been searching for it, or whatever. Um, But yeah, it's a little disappointing. I think the concept, like, the heart of it, like, they had their heart in the right place for making the game, it's just maybe not something that does so well for such an extended period of play. So, mm-hmm. alas, has there been a really good... I guess the first Alien vs. Predator is pretty... Pretty much people agree is, like, the best one, right? Where you could actually be either um, <clears throat> a Marine, an Alien, or yeah. a Predator. A lot of people seem to agree that, at least gameplay-wise, that <clears throat> seemed to <clears throat> be the best. I think that was the one that Played was on, like... a lot of that in the arcade. <coughs> I was going to say, like, it was on the arcade, and I think they had that version on the Jaguar, too, because that was the one thing at the time <clears throat> that, that made me halfway curious about the Atari Jaguar. I was like, oh, shit, this game looks kind of good, you know, at the time. Um, and you have that in, like, Tempest 2000, which looks like shit. <laughs> I mean, relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that must have sold some Jaguars just for Alien vs. Predator. But... Oh, and, and did they also have a version of... that? You know, because remember, 32X had that Star Wars shooter, right? The um, It wasn't like TIE Fighter or X-Wing, but it was like some kind of Star Wars 30... I think it was actually just called Star Wars 32X. <clears throat> or it was a very arcade flight sim, and I thought Jaguar also had one, but I might be mistaken. I know David would know, wherever he is. Um, He's with Colin. <laughs> in the spirit. But yeah, so that that was kind of a disappointment. But uh, Adam, you said you had a chance to finally play uh, PT, which we discussed yes, last time. The uh, teaser. Silent Hills. <clears throat> Hills, which... Looks really kind of stupid. I mean, the the, the name. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Hills, because we clearly couldn't come up with anything else. Why don't they just go with the Z <laughs> instead of the S? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Silent Hills, y'all. Silent Hills, back to the hood. That's yeah. so weird that, I don't know. Fucking leprechaun, throw I'm him in leprechaun. there. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So what did you think of the PT demo? Oh, I loved it. I mean, it it looks fantastic, obviously. It really does, right? Even though it's, like, two rooms. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, granted, they got to really work on a hallway and yeah. a half. But, um, yeah, it looked great. Uh, what we briefly talked about off-air was how difficult it was to trigger this phone call you needed to get to progress the game. <clears throat> yeah, I think... I can't remember if I mentioned this last time, but the one weird factor of the the demo, and I'm not sure why they did this. I guess it was ideally to make people think like they experienced the game differently, but it didn't work out great, is to trigger the end of the demo to let you escape the room, you have to receive a, a weird, vague phone call from some creepy guy, which then unlocks the door and lets you leave. Yeah. But... What people were finding out was it's not clear what really triggers that. There's some possible things that could trigger it. Yeah, but there's a lot like of... five of the most prominent are, you know, each different source yeah. says 
our whole staff has tested and verified this method. Right. You know, and then one of them is like talking into the controller, right? Or into your headset. Or even just, I think some people were claiming even just having the mic connected was enough. Right. Um, yeah, so a lot of weird stuff. Saying a specific name was somebody's other guess because I guess there's a, uh, a pseudo like clue or reference to the the name of a person like because you know throughout the whole demo they're talking about like a person that went nuts or something like that yeah. or it's the family and I think if you say either that person's name or the family member's name in the mic that's supposed to be one way to trigger it but I can't remember what the name is I don't know if that's true yeah I mean that would maybe trigger me you know if I was <laughs> the uh... if yours was the name <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I'm the dude that killed my family or whatever went down here. Oh, I see. Yeah. You start saying that name around me. Yeah, maybe. That might do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a nice try, but I'm hoping they don't actually do something like that for the actual game because it's just going to infuriate or, people. Or they make it work and it's, you know, something. I mean, I could, I could appreciate an experience where it's like first person point of view and you are kind of talking as the character. So, like, maybe you'll see a sign, and then you have to say, you yeah. know, the sign, or, like, look at that to get the other people to actually turn and look at something. Like, I would really dig that. Mm -hmm. But if it's just, like, random hidden codes that at some point in the game you can whisper or shout into the mic, like... Yeah, the only problem the I see... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> the only problem I see with... Um... Uh, with having any kind of word or specific thing to say is unless they have a really good voice recognition program. Yeah. I, I've seen this in the past where, where older games. There was even one on the Seaman? PS. <laughs> yes. Seaman, <laughs> yeah. On Dreamcast. Oh, God, I always wanted that game. I had a Dreamcast. I'm sure I you can get one now. Not too yeah, expensive, right? I still have Dreamcast at my parents' place. So. But there was another one, I think, on PS2 that was specifically voice only. That was uh, shit. I can't remember. If anyone knows, let me know. I'll, I'll probably also Google. Oh, it was but... Euro Truck Simulator 2002. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was this weird sci-fi thing. left. <laughs> it was this weird sci-fi thing where you're on this like space station or something like that that gets taken over by like uh, some kind of terrorists or whatever. And uh, you're, for some reason, stuck in, like, a security room. So you are looking through these cameras, and there's a, a woman that's there. And so you have to yell orders to the woman, like, go over here and do this. And, and there's oh, also... Don't go with that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but you also have her fight, because if you say, like, shoot, shoot, or shoot the body, or shoot whatever, then you can have her shoot specific parts of, like, an enemy, like a torso or head or whatever. In theory, it's kind of interesting. Except it sounds, like, not specific. No, it, it, <laughs> they, they still had to make it somewhat generic, so I guess it would work with most enemies. But the problem was the voice recognition was ass. Yeah. And I think it, they actually reviewed this on an episode of X-Play, uh, way back in the day. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, Adam Sessler. Cause there was, I remember there was a cutscene where he's like, "Shoot!" and then she starts like singing or something. He's like, "No, shoot!" Like he's getting frustrated while he's trying to yell orders to this really stupid character. But anyway, so if they did voice recognition, I would hope that it would be at a higher quality. I mean, like for example, if you do Google or. Um, well, I don't know how good Siri is, but like I know if you do OK Google, it's actually pretty damn good 
uh, currently. So if they could borrow some of that technology for like a game, that might actually be pretty interesting, you know. Just have enough keywords so you don't have to say something really unnatural for it to trigger like the next part of the level. Um, But yeah, the only thing that uh, people seem to not be so thrilled about with the PT demo was uh, were the um, jump scares. Because that's not generally what Silent Hill is known for. That's what Resident Evil is known for. But Silent uh, Silent Evil. Silent Hill (laughs) is usually more of like a creepy... uh, presence or a creepy atmosphere you know like you feel really uneasy the whole time but it's not you know like oh my god baby jumped in your face you know it's just well, a- did you see the longer uh like i don't know it might have been a tech demo and i think it was at a japanese conference for the same game or yeah for silent hills but there's jump scares in it aren't there well yeah but it's it's i mean it's so massive so it seems like there's every kind of scare, you know. Oh, so creepy. so they try to expand it, I guess. Yeah, I, I hope it's not just a lot of things like, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that was probably my least favorite part, the initial one with uh, the lady. <laughs> yeah, she just grabs you and goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> freaks I'm like out. okay. <laughs> What's funny is on certain people's Let's Plays, it looks like they did get, like, they weren't... Because I think when, you, when you're when you playing one of those games for the first time, you literally don't know what to expect. So they were not expecting somebody to just grab and latch onto you and essentially, like, kill you instantly. Well, I, I haven't seen this anywhere else, so I have to give a shout-out to this gamer on YouTube, Swifter. He... He played that with a heart rate monitor on. Are you serious? With the thing on the screen. Wow. And, and yeah, so you can like see him in the corner and <laughs> his heart rate going up or down. Like, okay, all right, there's a lull. <laughs> like, drops a little bit. And yeah, that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of guys, especially when they play a game, they'll try to downplay it, right? Like, oh, this isn't scary. But yeah. the, the heart rate can't lie. You might be able no. to fake it with your face, but that thing's gonna jump when you get scared. So it's like, that's 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 good. Does he do a lot of uh, other kind of scary game? Like, does he do the heart meter thing a lot? Or um, you know, I haven't. I don't know which other games he's used that for, but he he's just great all around. He does a lot of uh, mini games within like call of duty like he'll get a lobby together mm. and then play like swifter says which is just like simon says you know <laughs> right so if if someone if he says run and someone starts running and he didn't say swifter says he'll shoot them in the head <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and, pleasant. and yeah but it's it's really fun and and he has like a ton of different game modes that he's come up with that hmm. he just plays with people and yeah Wow, well, yeah. this is going to be the longest episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh, that's that strong. Yeah, but okay. So, so PT, some inter- interesting potential for for Silent Hill, but I, I'm I think the jury's still sort of out on it until we get like a, I'm optimistic. An actual trailer. Yeah, I mean, quality wise, like looks wise, it looks like they're they're putting a lot of graphical punch into the game, which is good. Uh, I just hope that it still kind of keeps the same vibe of the old games. Now, I know it's Hideo Kojima, and it's um, 
yeah, Guillermo well. del Toro. So you're bringing in a lot of people that really had nothing to do with the other ones. So I'm not sure if they're going to be mimicking it or if they're just going to be like, fuck it, this is like a whole new Silent Hill. Because that is very possible. <laughs> I, think, so, I feel like uh, Guillermo del Toro just has like such an expansive knowledge of the genre. That he's, yeah. And his stuff is creepy, like fucking Pan's Labyrinth, the the, the monster with the eyeball hands and stuff. Like, yeah. He knows how to make creepy-looking shit that would be perfect for Silent Hill. So I can see very clearly why they picked him. Kojima is a little less obvious because he's a lot kind of weird. He's more like the wild card, I think. Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess just see where those two intersect creatively yeah. and that's like the type of game we're getting and are we okay with that type of game right if they can also get i always forget the name of the composer if they can get the composer from the older silent hills as well that'll definitely help i know they did a little plug for the old silent hills fans where at the end of that uh the pt ending they play the original like the silent hill one theme so that clearly is trying to like snag in all the the old fans but I don't know. They need they need that guy's music. It's it's good stuff. It's creepy. Yeah. Some of it I wouldn't even necessarily call music because <laughs> a lot of it, like especially in the first Silent Hill, is a lot of like creepy screeches and sounds and stuff that have beats but aren't necessarily like something you choose to listen to while you're working. You know, like it's not really. Or, you know what? How about we get um, Atticus Ross and uh, Trent Reznor? Oh shit. Did they I get did that a right? Atticus yeah. Ross. I um. I mean, no, it's it Trent Bob, Ross. It was Bob Ross. <laughs> oh, Bob Ross. That's right. You, Happy you, little no, trees. You're talking <laughs> about the, the two guys for uh, uh, Gone All Girl, right? right? Yeah. 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 They do. They do good creepy music. I mean, that is just like. And it's simple. And yeah. I, I think one of the things that works so well, like if anyone's seen Gone Girl or uh, even to a certain degree Social Network, um. It's not a, a lot of music, but it knows they know when to punctuate the scenes, yeah. like just right. So it, it it kind of adds to the atmosphere. I wouldn't really call it diegetic or diegetic sound, but like it's it almost feels kind of close. Like you you almost feel like the character themselves is hearing this this eerie yeah, right. sound while you're watching it, which is very effective. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. So without this podcast getting super long, let's let's wrap it up with maybe. <laughs> We'll each pick a recommended game for our, our listeners to try for a Halloween game. How's that? Gosh. Like something you really should play to get yourself in the mood for Halloween. Because you'll have a whole a full week to play it. <laughs> Let's so. open this up to all time because emulators are super easy. And That's fine. Play these things. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sonic.exe. <laughs> <laughs> that mystic cave zone's really creepy. <laughs> no. have, you, have you guys seen that Sonic.exe thing? It's like a mod. Oh, oh, yeah. that's the creepy story thing. That yeah. They, yeah, what they yeah. call it creepy pasta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so absurd. <laughs> it it kind of went past the point where it could have been creepy and it just turns like a little ridiculous. Um Okay, so who wants to to give their first suggestion for a for a fun Halloween game to play. Adam, you sound like you already had an idea because okay. you asked about emulators. All right, you're gonna need an NES emulator here. Okay. For this classic that no one on this podcast will have played still, <laughs> because I'm sure I spoke about it last time or sometime in the past. Doctor Chaos. 
Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> okay, I, well, oh, Doctor, no. Uh, no. Oh, uh, I think Dr. I remember House? You, Dr. House, no. I think I remember you mentioning Dr. it. Doctor Who? Yeah, so, uh, action adventure game. Is it scary? Uh, well, it's creepy. I think the scariest part of it, and this is also what was pretty awesome about, like, a lot of 80s horror movies, is the cover. <laughs> the cover is, like, terrifying is it, is it like something out of like an 80s movie poster well it's like you're the protagonist i'm looking at it right now i had to pull it up on wikipedia just to relive i'll drop it in the chat you can put it in the notes okay. uh, but it's just like this menacing skeleton with wings, oh, with like wings. I see it. over you yeah. yeah so it's a guy who the i can't tell is in the FCI. picture what is this company Oh, you know what? But it has the little icon that looks like uh, the. If you're familiar with the Japanese co uh, company Pony Canyon, it looks oh, like yeah, the Pony Canyon. FCI and Pony. So okay. What's Pony. It's just like a. I think it's like an entertainment group. I, I used to see it a lot on like certain games and animes. Let's but, see. Um, the picture is weird. I, I can't tell. Is the guy Ultima, in the cover? The Ultima series. Ultima series. Is it's the guy fun. in the cover bleeding his own blood onto the ground, or is he? It looks like he's. Or like, he's just touching? like playing in it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So whose blood is this? Hope it's not my blood. Right, and then there's like, uh, you know, you get a smattering of the other baddies in the game mm. that you encounter, but it's you know. It's just like a, a platformer, and then you can go into rooms, and it becomes first person, and you can like you're searching, you know, one of six different kinds of rooms, and you can open closets, and there's either like items you can use, or there's like secret passageways into other dungeons. Hmm. But the game is so fucking hard. And like, well, you know what's funny is uh, <clears throat> I was having a, a, a discussion about this the other day that I, the NES era in particular, kind of the SNES as well, like people were just used to the fact that sometimes you'd have really fucking hard games that maybe oh, you would yeah. never beat, and yeah. now you don't really have that so much anymore. You're not so like if if you can't beat something, it seems like it's more of a a problem with the developer rather than because the fact there's that no like, real you just gamers suck at it. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, we're the last bastion here. Oh, but uh, okay. So, Doctor Chaos. Yes, not <laughs> you. Still say it, uh, Doctor Chaos. I keep thinking it? it sounds like I think there's like a Marvel character or something with that name. So that always throws me off when you say it. Let's see if there's a. Uh, no. What? What are you looking for? There's well. I just found a man who is serving uh, 13 years in prison for acts of terror. So I don't it's think it's called Doctor Chaos. <laughs> yeah, um, that's his nickname. Oh okay, God. so that just took that up to 11, guys. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> anyway. So Knox, are you gonna? You're probably just gonna say Doom, aren't you? I just know I, it. Are well, you gonna? <laughs> I was gonna say Doom, but that was a little obvious. Anyways, I just step on it, EG. <laughs> It's not really, I mean, like, Doom, I never really associated it with scariness so much as I did with action. Mm. So I, w I decided not to go that route unless it's going to be Doom 64, but that's a different story. Um, I was going to go with System Shock 2, actually. Oh, nice. that's a good choice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a very creepy game once you get really going into it. And 
Hmm. You turn you play you turn off the lights, you play that game with headphones on, and you're really into it. Just because all like have you guys played it? I played some of it. I never, yeah. I never so, beat it. So, so you know when you you were kind of like the for, the dead former crew members or whatever going mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it, it is kind of like these days it comes off as kind of hokey or whatever, but like when I first played that game way back when, Jesus. Okay, that's a good so, choice. Yeah, System Shock 2. System Shock 2. I mean, because awesome. I, I want to suggest something that legitimately can have creepy moments. And a lot of games will always have, like, oh, this is really scary. And then it's not so much when you actually play it. Like, I'd almost recommend Amnesia. But I know not everybody is nuts about the game. Because it, it can legitimately scare the shit out of you because you're so powerless. And you're essentially just... You're doing what... People are trying to do an alien isolation, but they kind of weren't as successful. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's there's something constantly around, and you're just trying to keep it at bay, and you can't really kill it. You're just, you know, trying to avoid it. Um, so I'd almost, as like a second runner-up, say Amnesia, because it's pretty good. But uh, I'd actually say... And, and I'm, I'm suggesting this because I've never suggested it before, so it's different. If anyone's played Clock Tower... The old series that's on the Super NES. So that is an interesting series. I think maybe even just the first game. I'm trying to think. It's it's a little simple looking because it was on the uh, SNES and um, it's like a 2D. 1995. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look it up now just for a, a sample to show you guys. But it's, it is one of those same types of things where much like Amnesia in a way, you can't really fight back. And there's this creepy fucking guy with giant scissors that is always chasing you through these rooms. Wait, oh wait, is his name Bobby? Uh, <laughs> maybe. It's, there's a picture on the Wikipedia, and and it says struggling with Bobby in panic mode. And there's yeah something with scissors. Oh yeah, maybe what? yeah. Oh yeah, struggling with Bobby. Scissor man. I yeah. Most people <laughs> just call him Scissor Man. Is introduced to Bobby Barrows. Yeah. But it's creepy because like you don't, you don't you don't beat him you just like are constantly like trying to evade him and there's other crazy people in that that big uh, mansion or whatever that you're in as well so there's a lot of tense moments because you're super powerless and and because it's an old school game you can see him pretty clearly like getting close to you on the screen and you're like oh run faster but she runs fucking slow and you know like. It, it, it's fun, and it's it makes you very tense and anxious as you're playing it. So if, if we're doing kind of more old-school stuff, I would actually uh, suggest that people try it out, whether it's an emulator or you acquire a copy or something. Then yeah, we should do, like, these, these are good old-school type games. I mean, System Shock is, is relatively old-school. Not as old-school as these ones, but, you know, still. Uh, then I'll just go with like Castlevania or something. No, no, no! You don't have to take it back. I mean, if, we're, I, if, I think... we're, if you're going to well, criticize every like, little game I choose, no, no, no! Officially recommended three games. Now we got Doom. <laughs> I, I did not show. recommend and it's, Castlevania. No, no, no! I will recommend a third game, Ski Free. How's that? Ski Free. <laughs> Nice. Terrifying you know, game. You know what's funny is that's for such a distinct generation. Because I'm sure there's whatever younger generation now that if you mention Ski Free, they're like, what the fuck is that? Because maybe they didn't have an old Mac that had that fucking game on it. Right. But it is funny how, like, some people did get scared of the fucking uh, uh, the snow monster. Because it picks you up and eats you, right? It was the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> 
Like, oh I, just, like I, used, I would always fall before I got there. And then one time I was like, oh, I'm going to get all the way down. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's really fast sometimes. Oh, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ski Free is like the joke fourth entry, I would think. <laughs> if, if you have time to kill, because it's such a fast game to play, then, then play it. Uh, ski Free. Um, yeah, okay. So that's our recommendations. Have, have yourself a fun little nostalgic Halloween video game evening, maybe, if you're not trick-or-treating or... Doing whatever whatever people do on Halloween these days. Do people have parties still? I would assume so. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I haven't been to a Halloween party in a really long time. Really? <laughs> I kind of I'll dress up for work, which is embarrassing enough, and then <laughs> I'll you know go home and like just turn off all the lights so I don't have to give trick or treaters candy. But then you like throw no, eggs candy. out your window at no, them. No. And... Well, okay, what pissed me off is the last time I did this trick-or-treating, you're getting a bunch of people in the neighborhood that clearly are a little too old for the trick-or-treating and have, like, little to no costume. It's like regular clothes and, like, a mask. It's like, are you telling me I need to give you candy? Get out of here. Put some effort into this shit if you want (laughs) candy for me. That just, you know, really grinds my gears, you know. God, don't ever do that ever again. (laughs) Wait, you don't like Family Guy? Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that that does it for our for our episode this that, that month. Does do it. That, that's that does, that, it. That's a great way to, to finish that's up. Just, that's the end of the podcast. All <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Toss down his mic angrily and just hear him stomping away. Um, anyway, thanks thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we hope you guys have a great Halloween. Uh, try out these games; they're fun. Um, <clears throat> if you have any comments on the stuff we talked about today, you can always email us at uh, nameofgamepodcast@gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group where we post various news tidbits and our podcast uh, uh, when it's ready. Uh, at just in the name of game on Facebook, uh, we have a pipe Twitter. and fresh. Yeah, pipe and pipe and <laughs> hot and fresh. Uh, we have a Twitter that I really just post episode information on, which is at in the name of game. And we also have our website, which is in the name of game.com where you can listen to this and many other episodes and also comment on them if you wish. Um, wish so many ways to reach us. Yeah. We've gotten a couple comments. We've also gotten a couple, uh, death threats. No, <laughs> uh, five stars actually on our, our iPod, uh, listing, which is really nice. Our iTunes listing rather. Uh, we're also, before I forget, you can subscribe on iTunes, which I don't know if most people do. We have a fair amount of people that do. So if you, if you are one of those people, thank you very much. Um, help us get EG out of the bus station (laughs) to stop broadcasting (laughs) from the terminal. Yeah. For some reason, tonight is very popular with motorcyclists and fast drivers. One one episode you did it from an airport as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> and the, yeah, there was the night where for some reason there must have been a murderer running around on the streets because there was a helicopter the entire evening outside. Um, but anyway, so thanks guys. Hope you guys have a great Halloween. We'll see you next month. Uh, maybe maybe with some turkey related <laughs> video games. Yeah, my favorite <laughs> genre. <laughs> or not, I don't know. Anyway, see you guys next time. Bye bye.